വചനത്തിലൂടെ ഞങ്ങൾ ഓരോരുത്തരോടും ഹൃദ്യമായി അങ്ങ് ഇടപെടണമെന്ന് യേശുവിന്റെ നാമത്തിൽ യാചിക്കുന്നു കൃപയോടെ കേൾക്കണമേ ആമേ ഇരിക്കാം ഉദ്ധാനം ചെയ്ത കർത്താവ് മദ്ദലന മറിയത്തിന്റെ അടുക്കൽ എത്തുന്നതായിട്ടുള്ള അനുഭവം കുഞ്ഞുനാൾ മുതൽ അനവധി പ്രസംഗങ്ങളിലൂടെ നാം കേട്ടിട്ടുള്ള ഒരു അനുഭവമാണ് ഈ പ്രഭാതത്തിൽ വീണ്ടും ആ വേദഭൂസക ഭാഗത്തിലൂടെ നാം കടന്നു ചെല്ലുമ്പോൾ വർഷങ്ങൾക്ക് മുമ്പ് ഫലസ്തീനിലെ ഒരു കല്ലറയുടെ മുന്നിൽ സംഭവിച്ചത് ഇരുപത്തിയൊന്നാം നൂറ്റാണ്ടിലെ മെൽബൺ എന്ന പട്ടണത്തിൽ ജീവിക്കുന്ന എനിക്കും നിങ്ങൾക്കും എങ്ങനെ സാർത്ഥകമാകും എന്ന ചോദ്യം of encounters with Christ through the eyes of Mary Magdalene if you try to look at this story namukku valare parijayamulla oru anubhavamaanu naattil palappolum nam kandittulla oru yaathartham and what is this all about the eagle making its nest palasthalangalil chennu parindu kambin kashanangalum chagiri panni സകലമായ സാധനങ്ങളും കൊണ്ടുവരുന്നത് നാം ശ്രദ്ധിക്കുന്നു കുപ്പിച്ചില്ലുകൾ അങ്ങനെ കൂർത്ത സാധനങ്ങൾ ആ കൂടിന്റെ ആർക്കിടെക്ചർ സ്ട്രക്ചറൽ ടെക്സ്റ്റ് പഠിക്കുന്ന നാം വളരെ വ്യക്തമായി മനസ്സിലാക്കുന്നത് മുകളിൽ വളരെ സോഫ്റ്റ് പഞ്ഞി കൊണ്ടുള്ള സാധനങ്ങൾ എന്നാൽ അതിന്റെ അടിയിൽ കൂർത്ത കല്ലുകൾ കുപ്പിയോടുകൾ ഇവ കൊണ്ടാണ് പരുന്ത് അതിന്റെ കൂട് തീർക്കുക കൂടിളക്കുക എന്നൊരു അനുഭവം കഴുകനെ പോലെ കൂടിളക്കി പരുതിനെ പോലെ കൂടിളക്കി എന്ന് നാം കേട്ടിട്ടുണ്ട് മുട്ടയിടുന്നു മുട്ട വിരിയുന്നു മുട്ട വിരുന്ന് ഈ കുഞ്ഞുങ്ങൾ ഓരോ ദിവസവും ഈ അമ്മപക്ഷി പല സ്ഥലങ്ങളിൽ ചെന്ന് ഭക്ഷണം കൊണ്ടുവരുന്നത് കാത്ത് നാവും പൊളിച്ച് ഇരിക്കുകയാണ് അടങ്ങിയ അതിനെ കൊത്തിയെടുത്ത് ദൂരെ കളയും the young ones started resting starts resting their feet in sharp structures uncomfortable structures and once more when the nest is shaken they have no other option but to fly no other option but to fly and they start flying in 
എന്നാൽ പറക്കാൻ മുറ്റിയിട്ടില്ലാത്ത പറക്കാൻ അറിയാത്ത ഈ പക്ഷികൾ പറക്കുവാൻ തുടങ്ങുമ്പോഴോ അപ്പോഴാണ് ചിറക് വിരിച്ച് അമ്മ പക്ഷി ഇതിന്റെ അടിയിലേക്ക് വന്ന് ഈ കഴുകുകളെ ചെറുകിന്മേൽ വഹിച്ച് വീണ്ടും ഈ കൂർത്ത കല്ലുകളുള്ള കൂടിലേക്ക് അദ്ദേഹത്തിന് വളരെ അദ്ദേഹത്തിന്റെ പക്ഷിക്കൂട്ടത്തിലേക്ക് അത് കൊണ്ടുവന്നു എന്നാൽ ഒരു പക്ഷി ഭക്ഷണം കഴിക്കുന്നില്ല ആ ട്വിക്കിൽ നിന്ന് അനങ്ങുന്നില്ല bird flying will get a reward and then two days later an ordinary farmer came and he said i'll make the bird fly and the king was in his palace to his utter surprise after half an hour saw this bird really flying up the king called for this farmer called him and asked what was the technique ellavarum shramichu ennittum ee pakshi parannilla what did you do he said i did a very simple thing ആ പക്ഷി ഇരുന്ന കൊമ്പ് ഞാൻ മുറിക്കു ഇരിക്കുന്ന കൊമ്പും ഒടിഞ്ഞു വീഴുന്നു എന്ന തിരിച്ചറിവിൽ മാത്രമേ ആയിരിക്കുന്ന കംഫർട്ട് സോൺസിൽ നിന്നും നാം പറന്നു പോകുകയും നമ്മെ കുറിച്ചുള്ള ദൈവ ഉദ്ദേശത്തിന്റെ ആഴങ്ങളിലേക്ക് എത്തുകയും ചെയ്യുകയും as a symbol of new dreams and the new possibilities who was mary magdalene we have to closely understand that to understand that text carefully mentioned 14 times in the bible as i told you in another sermon a few weeks ago eight of the 14 times she is part of an entourage of women matra palas streegalude kootathil ennirikkunnu five times other than that is all in the context of the cross and here we find find her at resurrection biblical scholars have told us about a mistake some people have wrongly identified mary magdalene to be the sinner in luke chapter 7 malayalathile prasiddhamaya mahagavyam magdalena mariyam enna peyilundu 
our Mahakavya presumes that this lady was a sinner, a woman of bad repute. But when we look at Mary Magdalene as recorded in Luke chapter 8, Luke tells her who she is. Yet, she told, talks of healing, and of course, there is a question on healing in the quiz today. But in that healing encounter, Mary is told, But at the same time, we should all realize that Mary Magdalene, about whom we were hearing these facts, was a person who, was, who had no traitor kiss. No denying, unfaithful tongue. No fleeing from the foot of the cross. Magdalene did not flee. She was earliest at the grave, first to behold the risen master. New sprouts of hope, instead of withered hope. From a situation of no hope to a situation full of hope, then withered hope and a situation now of new sprouts. No hope is situation. It's a very, very powerful biblical image. And if you study world literature, seven carnal sins. It's a very integral part of literature. When we look about even Shakespearean character flaws in the Shakespearean tragedy in the particular every tragedy hero is a strong hero. But then in their character, there is one flaw, Urukurum. And in drama, we call it the tragic flaw. Aurukurum that leads to the downfall. So when we teach literature, we want young children to understand what was this one character flaw of Hamlet? What was this one character flaw of Othello? What was one character flaw of King Lear? The flaw, and in that context, this seven deadly sins becomes a very, very powerful image. Pride, envy, greed, hatred, it goes on. May I help you to take a close look? One is lust. Some people call it, call it selfishness. What is lust? Lust is that makes you have a bad look. Now, when we have youth conferences, we always teach young children about a good look and a bad look. And how do you distinguish between that? Touch. A good touch and a bad touch. How do you distinguish about that? When you do children's ministry and have people trained for children's ministry, we say in a context like Australia, you find a lot of touch happening. But how do you with your naked eye recognize which is a good touch, which is a bad touch? For you, as a person, can experience from the receiving end also a bad look, a bad touch. Lust is something that takes your eyes, your senses beyond what is permissible in the moral ethical standards of God.
destroyed by this one carnal sin. At 10, at 11, they get addicted to pornography, blue movies, CDs. And even at 80, 90, some people are addicted to lustful thinking. And we know the tragedy of what is happening in relationships around us. People who are victims of lustful thinking gets into the sacred relationship of marriage and everybody suffers within the marriage. Comes to us as pastors. Sometimes we feel helpless because we know the crux of the issue is lust that has affected relationships. The second one is gluttony. You are never satisfied with anything. Just a little more. Just a little more. Just a little more. You are going to end up in Aravimannu. Whatever big your car is, your life is going to end in six feet soil. But then gluttony is that takes away your focus on the other. That takes away your focus on the people in need. And that's why despite all challenges, I was telling this congregation, our being as a church that people give is not for us. It is for others, for people who do not have. How do we share? What stops us? Gluttony. Gluttony is not just the desire to gain, but it is gluttony that stops us from giving, stops us from sharing. Third is greed. Different from gluttony, because sometimes gluttony, the word, is used very clearly with related to food. Greed, Adinaparma. Abarendelum, Endelagana. Any kind of Abarendelum, Kodakanavanala, Abarendelum, Endelaganam. Not only that I am happy that I get, but I am unhappy that he is getting. How do I get back what he has got? And that's a very, very, very important carnal sin. Could be a happy family. You're unhappy with that. Could be something else. Professional excellence. Pakshay, this is a big reality that affects people. Fourth is sloth. Or in modern terms, it is laziness. Laziness. And laziness is first affected in your relationship with God. Morning. Everybody know the basic Christian character is your morning prayer, alone with the God, with God in your knees. Everybody knows the basic character of a Christian family is your family prayers, morning and evening together. And the most important reason that it is not happening in several families is sloth, laziness. You agree on a time, we get up at 6 o'clock in the morning, we'll have prayer. But, as the Bible says, And in most homes, the casualty is never the breakfast. It is always the morning prayer. Sloth, laziness. As I always say, lazy on Monday, lazy on Tuesday, lazy on Wednesday too, lazy on Thursday, lazy on Friday, lazy on Saturday too, Sunday morning, morning day will I think of going to church or a slothful sleep? I call it a slothful sleep at the cost of worship. 
That is some problem, some people's problem. The next is wrath, patience. It is not righteous indignation or anger. Wrath is beyond anger. Wrath is that stays with you. No, you can be angry with me. I can be angry with you on several particular issues. We might talk to each other, talk aloud, make noise with each other. But that was on that particular issue. We might sort, sort it out, we might not sort it out. But we get out of the argument, life goes on. But for some people, the problem with wrath is this. The anger and bitterness stays within us. The other person would have forgotten it. But the bitterness that stays within us makes us restless and peaceless. Relationships are strained because of this. They are not able to distinguish between anger and wrath. They carry on anger, carry on anger, destroying their own particular peace. Then, the sixth of the deadly sins is envy. Envy is not happy with anything anybody else has. Envy is not happy with the talent the other person has, the treasure that other person has, the possibility that the other person has. Malayalam we say, Asuyakim, Kushumbinim, Matrame, Marindu and Dudikadu. Kashandikyol, Marindu and Dudikadu, Asuyam, Kushumbum, Namadjivilu, Vandavaya. Dear friends, there's no way out. You cannot say good about somebody else. And whatever you see, there is everything good, but you will just pick up that one bad mark and keep yapping and yapping and yapping and yapping and yapping and yapping about it. That's my problem. Because my carnal problem is envy. And I don't realize and recognize it. And the last one is pride. And they say, in some particular cases, all these seven carnal sins get on together. And that can be really dangerous. Cannot lead a normal human life of love and relationships. And Jesus saw this woman frustrated as she was, pained as she was, and agonized as she was. And Jesus healed her. Draw out all the seven demons out of her. That was a new beginning for her. A new hope for her. And Mary was so indebted to Jesus that the Magdalene walked so close to him. Some people like Hassan Sakis and others even extended their imagination to say Jesus had an affair with her. Atramatram passionate relationship she had. But when Jesus died, again broken dreams. And the third thing I want to draw your attention to from the text is this. She was last at the cross, earliest at the grave. Even the challenge of the cross did not deter her from being with the Master. Kurishinda Mary stayed on with the cross. Experience of the cross 
sometimes make us run away from the Lord, not to marry you. Kallarai Yochi, she didn't think everything was over. And the Bible says she was the first to come back, come back to the grave. There she saw the grave open, the empty tomb, the sign of a new beginning. The angel of the Lord, last week we discussed on these angels of the Lord. Women, why do you weep? He's not here. Why are you searching the living one in wrong places? That discussion happened. And the angels as the representatives of the church is one major theme that from Luke, John also takes over. What would we say about that last week? I want to quickly remind you, called to be present and visible, called to comfort, called to converse, called to proclaim, called to remind, called to send, and called to just, to be just. I don't want to repeat that. And then, when the men return, the women stay. The men, Peter, everybody ran away. But Mary Magdalene did not run away. Where did they run to? The next passage says they ran, got inside a closed room, Kadagadachu, Inside a closed room, afraid were the men. And at least three. Peter and John did not come to the grave, but they ran back to their places of hiding. Women, as a custodian of a faith tradition, she stayed close. Encounter with the woman. Why do you weep? The first question of the risen Lord was this. Why are you weeping? Whom are you searching? The risen Lord sees the weeping woman and comes by. The first question of the risen Lord resonates even today, making sense to several people who live broken lives around us, crying people. Nam kandu, nam People just look at our website, calls us and say, well, I know you are in Melbourne. There was a call yesterday. I am from Orissa. My sister is in Melbourne. She had a frantic call last night saying something is wrong in her home. We do not know anybody else. Father, can you go meet that person or send a woman to that home to find out what is happening to my sister, my daughter? It seemed the entire family was sitting around and crying in a small village in Orissa. People are crying around us, crying for various reasons. Father, brokenhearted, they can't show that they are crying to the family, but they carry the burden so hard. Mothers crying, children crying, several crying. Why? Why are you crying? She did not recognize her. And the beauty of that passage is, he, her not recognized him, was a non-issue for Jesus. She would not have thought that you know, even in a violent dreams that Jesus would come there. She would have 
been looking at the wrong side where Jesus was standing or perhaps her eyes were full of tears. Whatever it is, she did not recognize and we were reminded quite often when we struggle with our choices within us, here is this powerful, empowering image of resurrection. Is this Kude Milkunda Asian? Whether we recognize him or not, he is there beside. And that's a very, very powerful, rejuvenating thought for us. And we were told in a Sunday school class, Pearsoli Vilikinna Nathan. He calls us by name. The risen Lord is one who knows us by name. Name and identity as crucial to our dignity and self-realization. Barile in Vilikinna Eshu. And that moment was a moment of self-realization for Mary and she says and started clinging on to him Jesus said do not cling on to me the one who then gives them a commission well it's good that you are clinging on now but do not keep clinging on go because there are your brothers your sisters in pain agony fear anxiety go tell them don't worry the Lord is risen indeed so much of joy that what she thought was lost forever is back. And that can happen in our lives too. Somewhere in the journey, we lose our Christ. Somewhere in our journey, we lose our passionate, intimate relationship with Christ. Somewhere in our journey, we forget being on our knees. Somewhere in our journey, church going becomes luxury. And here, Mary is reclaiming Christ, regaining Christ, regaining a strong relationship. And finally, she is told, go, tell your brother, I saw the risen Lord. The experience of resurrection and the news of ascension give new dreams and new hope to people who are shattered and are hiding. And we also have a long way to go. Empowerment of the risen Christ. What did I tell you today? Empowerment is affirming new dreams from the ashes of old. The second, empowerment is affirming new sprouts of hope instead of withered hopes. Pradikshagal vadi kogumbol, puttan kirtagal narathuvan kariyuna deyu. New sprouts when hopes wither away. Munadu, empowerment is staying on. Whether it be the cross or the grave. Empowerment 
is understanding the essence of the empty tomb. Asishinmar, Aranda Velavasram, the Richa Manisha, Amanibadilla, Amanuil Perine too. Jeevan Ulavane, Brother Ram, Marane, Tereenda, and Parayinga in there, Purul Tirichari in the Dhamma, Uttana Tindeshakti. Empowerment is being able to be the custodians of faith when people hide in closed doors. Patrosum Yakov, Yogananam, Thomas Sarine Ulashisha Ganavum, Anachitta Murikuli Rodichi Kimbolum, Vishwasatode, Kalare Renigal, Priyane Kando, Yen Kambane Kando, Yen Anishi Narakuna, ask three Ude Anipavamanu, Shakti Ganam. What is empowerment and what did we learn today? Empowerment for us is experiencing the Lord who comes by. What is empowerment? Empowerment is despite my limitation. I know a God who possesses. What is empowerment? Empowerment is the story of calling me my name. Empowerment. Empowerment is receiving an onward direction. And empowerment is going and telling, going and telling. She went, she saw the Lord, went and told. And the essence of empowerment is that today, the first Sunday of Easter, in a small town called Ashburton in Australia, we remember Mary Magdalene. Empowerment is being remembered. Pratikam. Sorry, Uthan ദൈവമേ